Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Now, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk. Uh, just as usual, we'll have a great show for you. We'll get right into it coming up in our next segment. She's been here before. Country Western upcoming star Kaylin Robertson will be with us. We're going to talk about a very special event that the St. Jude Hospital is doing. But first, our guest coming in today is a, is a former uh, volleyball Olympian in 2000. Uh, for Australia, uh, she currently it teaches and helps young uh, volleyball players through the Endeavor Com- Academy and has aspirations to do something that really has never been done before, which is to qualify for Australian volleyball, uh, beach volleyball for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Found her on Instagram. I'm always looking for interesting guests to come in all the way from Australia. Christy Mokatupu. How are you, Christy? Hi, Brian. I'm very good. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, we whenever whenever I'm looking around for interesting guests, um, you know, our our show is all about faith, family, and sports, and all about what athletes do to with their platform to give back. And you've had a long time influence. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think I think I had uh, one of the winners of um, I want to say um, sing, uh, uh, oh American Idol uh, Australia on the show. Um, who had won the contest in Australia a couple of years ago? So that's so. This will be my second Australian call. So so uh, this is cool. Amazing! Yes, glad to be on that list of Aussies. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you have a, you have an incredible background. So tell tell me how you know you started your professional life at fourteen years old. Uh, when and, and again for all you people out there, we were talking about this last couple of weeks with some U.S. Olympians. In our country, you know, Olympians have to work. You know, they have to go out and get jobs. They have to raise support. They have to do a lot of things. But um, you had the opportunity to receive a scholarship to the Australian Institute of Sport. How did that come up for uh, opportunity for women's volleyball? Um, yes, yeah, so I got scouted at the age of uh, 12. And uh, they actually wanted me down to play for the Australian team at 13. But my coach at the time said, no, she's too young. Um, so at 14 years old, I moved away from home to go train full-time with the Australian women's national team. And I am still the youngest uh, volleyball Olympian for Australia. I was 17 at the time. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Ever. So yeah. So what is it about volleyball, Christy, that uh, got you interested? And in, in, in you obviously have a great passion for it. So is this something that runs in your family, athleticism, or is it just, is it just something that you that you had yourself and, and went after? Uh, it does, actually, because my uh, my first cousin is Robert Whittaker, and he's a UFC champion. Um, so I think from my mum's side, we probably get it, because my mum and his mum are sisters. So it, it definitely is. But out of my five siblings, I definitely um, probably got most of the sporting talent, even though I did start volleyball because my older sister was really, really good at volleyball. So how did you guys fare in that 2000 Olympics, the Australian women's volleyball team? Uh, we came ninth. We were a relatively uh, young team at the time. We'd only been trained together three years. And we were playing against some girls that, you know, they were the best in the world and been playing for years. Uh, but I think we, we did well for what we had at the time. Okay, so Australian Institute of Sport, uh, coming from a professional football background, 
Um, you know, we did it 365 a year. It was regimented. It, it was it was controlled. Uh, and similar to what you're saying, the best athletes had the opportunity to train and go forward. Um, tell me about how it works with the Australian Institute of Sport. Yes. Um, well, I spent all my teenage years down there, 14 to 20. I was at the Australian Institute of Sport. And, it is, you know, it's world class. It has got the best of the best there the best physios, the best um, sports medicine, sports psychology. Um, they have a live-on residence. They, you know, nutrition specialist, recovery. They've got literally the best of the best. So when an athlete gets a scholarship down there, um, you literally get taken care of with some of the best technology in the world. And um, I recently did a tour down there a couple months ago to see what was new. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I thought I had a good, you know, 17 years ago, but what they've got there today is still, you know, way ahead of, you know, I know a lot of other places. It's amazing. Christy Mokotupu is with us here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, and we're talking to, the, well, the former 2000 Olympic Games with the uh, Australian women's volleyball team. You're going to try to do something that, uh, you know, we were talking about before you came on that really has never been done, and that is to to train and to uh, make this Olympic team again for Tokyo in 2020. So tell us about your plans there and, and, and what makes you think you can do it. I love it. Great question. <laughs> it, it was not something to happen overnight. It's a two-year decision. It's taken me two years to just draw that line in the sand and go, right, I'm just going to do it. Um, because I do a lot of business and charity work, and I was really getting started and just about to switch into coaching. And I thought, you know what, I'm 34. If I'm ever going to do it, it's now and never. Business, charity, I can do that forever. But beach volleyball, I've only literally got a, probably a three-year window uh, to 37. And then once you get over 37, you know, it's really, really hard to, to stay at that um, elite level. So I thought, well, I'm just going to drop, not drop everything. I'm just going to slow everything right down. And I'm just going to turn my focus and attention to beach volleyball and give it a go because... My story with drug addiction, I think it's just going to be a huge testimony to um, help and inspire a new generation of athletes around the world. And also my son and other children, uh, there's, there's a much bigger picture than just me by myself playing in Olympic Games again. There's a huge story behind it that um, for me is can really impact the youth, which is what I'm really passionate about. Christy Mokatupa, if you want to find out about her on Instagram, it is uh, Christy. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E, Mokotupu, M-O-K-O-T-U-P-U, on Instagram. You can check out all of her stuff that's going on. And, and, you know, what I love was your description that you gave me on there and that you have on your Instagram page, and I'll just say it really quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. Jesus follower, mother, Olympian, anti-drug advocate, philanthropist, entrepreneur, public speaker, and I love this last one. And youth liberator. So, why don't I? Why don't we go down the line and you give me a brief answer about uh, what it's all about with this stuff? First of all, the first one you put up there, which I love, is Jesus follower. Yes, yes. Um, everything I have in my hand today was because of that decision to follow Jesus uh, four years ago. And everything I'm doing today, if someone had told me this four years ago, I said, "There's no way I'm going to play volleyball again." There's no way I'm going to do this and start this canvas ministry. All this stuff I've done, I would have said no way. But with Jesus, um, you know, he just put so many things, made it possible. So I always start with Jesus first with everything that I do. 
And we got mom second. I'm a mom. I have an eight-year-old son, and I was 25 when I had him. And uh, he's almost nine, and he's uh, I've got great support. I'm a single mom, but my ex and I are great friends. And uh, he's moved on with a lovely American woman. Um, so we're all, we get along, and um, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful peace and love around our son. Very lucky. And then we've got Olympian. 2000 Olympian, yes, 17. <laughs> you know what I love about it, though, is, is, is the first three are exactly what our show is all about, faith. Family, yes. passion, and uh, you yes. have it in order, and that uh, that's definitely obvious why your life is is going so well, and why things why things are going in the right direction. Because it's kind of hard to fail when you have it in that order. Thank you very much, man. Thank you, thank you. I agree. Well said. Anti drug advocate, philanthropist, entrepreneur, public speaker, youth liberator. What's that all about? Come on, <laughs> bring it on. Okay. So um, my anti-drug advocacy is really important to me. So I started Candy Candy Fest Ministry because I need Christ in order to do all my work. And then I founded the Wonder Organization, um, which is all about my anti-drug advocacy. And what it is, is I'm always going to, because of my testimony, I'm always going to fundraise towards drug solutions. And so I've created a platform for high-profile and elite athletes and Olympians around the world. Uh, to join a cause, and as I was doing it, like, yes, I had money, I was using my own money, and then, you know, money even is going to keep running out, you just keep pouring it in because you're so passionate. Uh, so I said, well, I have to start businesses to fund uh, my my charities and my hobbies and all my anti-drug advocacy. Um, my ex is actually very successful in drag racing. He has a successful crane company. Um, so I just looked at his, the way his his business plan, <laughs> and I thought I'm going to do exactly the same. We just want to have successful businesses that are going to fund my uh, charity work and anti-drug advocacy because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen down the track. It's getting much harder out there. Um, people want to give, but they don't have money to give. Um, so it's just kind of like a backup plan. So I, that's why I kind of... Um, have charities a huge part, but so is a business to fund the charities, and it's definitely a long-term vision. <laughs> okay, so for anybody out there that wants to help your effort to, to, to fund, first of all, liberating those that, that do get involved with drug use, and, and, and are obviously uh, it's a terrible, terrible chain, and, and for some people that can be a lifestyle that continues, and what you're trying to do is to reach younger people, younger generations, similar to what we do with our program, to educate them that if you make the decisions right first, you're going to avoid a lot of pain. So, so where do they go if they want to, if they want to give, give some to this uh, great, great opportunity at the Wander organization? Yes, they can just contact me via my social media channels or all my social media channels, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I respond to as many people as I can uh, with, you know, when people send me messages. So through social media, uh, there's links everywhere to contact me. I'm very, I'm very accessible. Accessible. <laughs> okay, so so we know your Instagram page is Christy C R C H R I S T I E uh, Mokotupu uh, M O K O T U P U. So what's your Twitter account? Uh, Steve Mokotupu. Okay, good. And uh, Facebook. And Facebook is my name again, Christy Mokotupu. 
I've got a private and a public, but I kind of use both of them as public. I don't really post much family stuff. It's more all my public work. Um, but interesting fact, my dad named me after Christy Brinkley. Oh, really? He was awesome. a huge, huge fan of hers in the 80s. He just loved her. I think well, we I all were. All of us guys were fans of hers, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom's not blonde, but my dad loves blonde. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Well, well, tell me. Obviously, you have you have continued to win this battle with drug addiction. Tell me, mm-hmm. tell me about how you got involved with it, and it was it the pressure of being so young in an athletic situation, or was it just something you said you decided to want to do? How did it come about, and and how did you how did you uh, realize you had a problem and, and overcome it? Um, yeah, great question. I think it's really important uh, to answer this because. You know, I always go back to why, and I keep asking myself why, because it's important we find out why so that we speak to the youth, you know, about, you know, things to trigger points or things to look out for. And so I was pretty much, these are the reasons. I was bored and I wanted to have fun. I finished my Olympic career at 20 and because um, I was burnt out. Um, so I walked away, but then I became bored and then I wanted to have fun. Um, so I think those two things right there that we need to look at for the youth and, um, you know, take notice that if they're not doing much or um, and also when they want to start to experiment, they go, oh, I want to start to have fun now, I want to explore that. Um, that's when it can get very risky because um, we get offered drugs continually. And even now I still get offered drugs. People don't know what I do and who I am. So you're ne- they're never going to stop getting asked to take a drug. Um, so it's important we speak to them and to tell them they're going to get to asked to take drugs and to recognize that they're most vulnerable um, when they want to have fun, when they're bored, or when they're depressed and down. Well, one of the things uh, that you said I think that's so important is is that uh, you were busy. Uh, you had a goal. Um, you had your eyes yeah. on the prize as an Olympian, and you had yeah. very little free time. And what happens, as you just said, with our young people today is is that they do have too much free time, many of them. And uh, when you have too much free time, you have a tendency to uh, try things that you would never do because you don't have accountability and uh, you don't, yeah. you don't have a purpose. And, you know, one yeah. of the things that you mentioned that's so important, you know, is if we can give kids hope and a passion for their talents and abilities to go out there and find it and go after it, and realize that no matter what your background, no matter what your mistakes, no matter what your family situation, that you do have controls mm-hmm. uh, over your future and what you want to accomplish. Yes, 100%, absolutely. Christy Mokotupu is with us, and she is uh, going after something that nobody's done. I hope she can do it, too. We're all going to root for her to get into the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and qualify uh, as a member of the Australian women's volleyball team. And, uh, you know, Tell us, tell us about, uh, you know, one of the things about an Olympian is, is you have to kind of stay compartmentalized. You know, four years is a long time for any athlete. So uh, very quickly, give us your game plan right now and, and how, how, how you're going to do it and what you're doing now to reach that goal. Okay, so I started playing volleyball again three years ago after eight years of not touching the volleyball. Uh, I've been playing indoor volleyball, and um, this is the second year now I'm playing in the Australian Volleyball League for indoor um, I've been playing beach, and so what I'm doing is the support of my coach, um, who's also acts as a manager for my indoor volleyball. Uh, I'm going to finish off the year in December from 
September to December this year, I play in the Australian Volleyball League uh, for a Sydney club team called the Sydney Amazon. And once that's finished, I'm switching into full-time beach training from December onwards. Um, but between now and December, I am looking for a partner and I'm training on the sand. And I'm also doing three gym sessions a week, uh, three indoor sessions a week, and one beach session. So I'm gradually building my body uh, into it over the next six months. And then December is 100%. Christy Mokotupu has been with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. And Christy, we wish you nothing the best. We look forward to visiting with you in your quest to make the 2020 Olympics. Hold on the line, and we'll look forward to visiting with you soon. Thank you. Back on Sold Out Sports Talk with Country Western up-and-coming star Kaylin Robertson. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk. Uh, coming back with us. She's been here before, but she's got a concert coming up at St. Jude Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee on August 4th. If you're in that area, you need to go and see this young lady. Country pop star and face star. She's got it all going on right now as her, as her career is building. Kaylin Robertson from right here in Raleigh, North Carolina with us. Kaylin, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Roman? Well, you know what? you got to have homegrown. we got to take care of our own here. It's great to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you've been busy, but uh, it's, this sounds like this is going to be a wonderful event. And, of course, we have a we have a, uh, a friend that uh, we both know very well, and Kathy Cardenas, and she's very excited about this event. Um, St. Jude's Kids Day, August 4th, uh, at St. Jude Memphis uh is where it is. They have several different different areas and different places for St. Jude's, but this is in Memphis at 11.30 a.m. She's going to perform live for her first uh, time with her new song, Fighter and Me. So tell me about Fighter and Me and about uh, when people can get that as a download and check out your new music. Yeah, so um, I actually had the pleasure to tour the Memphis campus um, with the St. Jude team, and after hearing some of their like miraculous stories about the patients at St. Jude. Um, I had a change of heart, and I was inspired to write the song, Fighter and Me, um, that would provide a sense of hope and determination like, to those patients at St. Jude. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to present the song on August 4th at the concert. Um, I will hopefully be able to have CDs by then. Um, we do not have a definitive date yet as to when it will be available for um, download online. But as soon as we get that data, I want to send that out to everybody because all the proceeds from the song are actually going to go directly to St. Jude Hospital. Oh, that's so cool. And and St. Jude's does such an incredible job. Um, if you remember, uh, we've had a couple people on from the St. Jude FedEx Classic golf tournament uh, that happened about a month ago. And of course, oh, yeah, St. Jude yeah, does incredible work um, and really, really is a great place for the parents of those uh those patients, uh, uh, we talked to uh, a gentleman from CBS who his, his uh, son was in there, and uh, it was a situation where they take care of all the needs of the parents and, uh, and so that the kids can get the care, but more importantly, the parents don't have to worry about uh, what it costs and about the money, and they can, they can focus on their loved one and on uh, being taken care of as uh, they go through the process of healing for these incredible kids. And 
So you're going to have an opportunity to be blessed and to, to go to the hospital and to see these kids and to put a smile on their face with this concert on yeah. August 4th at 11.30 a.m. And if you want information about it, uh, go to St. Jude, that's S-T-J-U-D-E, that's www.stjude, which stands for St. Jude.org, uh, un, uh, backslash music. So St. Jude.org backslash music. And then, of course, you can see more information about Kaylin's upcoming Fighter in Me and the other things that she's all up to, which is a bunch of stuff at kaylinroberson.com at K-A-Y-L-I-N-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N. And, of course, she's on Twitter, Facebook, as well as Instagram, always uh, putting it out there. Uh, so here's something really interesting I thought about last time you were on the show, Kaylin. Um, yeah. I've got a good friend, um, Jennifer Wayne, who's with Runaway June. And oh, okay. We met them a, a year ago at the Hall of Fame, uh, NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and they uh, were asked to sing the national anthem and to do a concert uh, for this for this event every year that honors uh, incoming NFL players to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And at the time, you know they were they were looking for that big break, and that was a great opportunity to get the exposure nationally on something that uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of people watch, but hundreds of thousands come to the event. Um, and a year later, um, last night they were on the CMA Awards or here just recently uh, getting all sorts of awards and, and, and just booming with with opportunities and, and, and climbing up that country western ladder. And I wonder, uh, is that your goal? I mean, is, is that what you're looking to do? Because you, you do pop too, but, is, uh, but it seems like the country western atmosphere is tailor-made for Christians uh, that love country. Yeah, I'm absolutely trying to go up the country western route, and uh, definitely like Runaway June did. Doing events like that is a good way to get um, some exposure. But you know, that's not all I'm after. You know, I'm also after helping out in the community and using my music uh, for the good things in life. And hopefully, that will get me places. But I hope that it helps other people too on the way. Well, one of the cool things you just talked about, which I love, is is that you go into schools, junior highs and high schools, and tell your incredible story. And if you remember last time she was here, she was mauled by a dog when she was nine years old and had to overcome the emotional and physical trauma of that. And through that, uh, and through the Lord's great grace and blessing, um, gave you the opportunity to use what most people would look at as a tragedy as an opportunity to help others. And that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, since I was 14, um, I was singing to people my age um, all around the country. I've been to Dallas, San Antonio, Las Vegas, um, and even here in Raleigh, uh, touring high schools and middle schools and talking to kids about uh, bullying and how to overcome certain tragedies in their lives. And one of the cool things that, that students love is music, and so... Uh, you know, that's mm -hmm. such a big deal, uh, and it's so accessible, and you've got the smartphones and iPads and smart devices and all the things that kids can access video on. So it's like you're custom-made for these youngsters. Yeah, well, that's the amazing thing about these tours that I go on is that, number one, all of the artists are um, 18 and below in age, and so the kids can easily relate to us. And then we also, because we're using music to spread a message um it allows them to connect us really well and really leave there with the message in hand 
Kaylin Robertson is with us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk, and she'll be August 4th at 11.30 a.m. at St. Jude's Hospital doing a wonderful concert for the children and families there. Uh, you need to check it out. Go to St. Jude, that's S-T-J-U-D-E dot org, to check out all that information backslash music, or go to Kaylin Robertson on her official website. Check it out. She's got The Fighter in Me coming out. She's going to introduce that song at the concert. So if you're anywhere nearby, um, this is a great opportunity for you to meet Kaylin, an opportunity to see her in action uh, and to hear her, her uplifting country-western pop brand of music. And just a couple of seconds, Kaylin, um, tell, tell, tell very quickly, about 10 seconds, uh, what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish this year goal-wise very quickly? Um, I'm just trying to be able to put my music out there and be able to raise money for for instance, St. Jude, and uh, cancer research. And so through my music, hopefully I'll be able to give the proceeds to those programs. Kaylin Robertson with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Kaylin, always a joy to have you in, and we're looking forward to that concert, stjude.org backslash music on 1130 a.m. Memphis at St. Jude's Hospital. It's going to be a great, great event. So music gives, and that's what she's all about introducing the fighter and me. Kaylin, we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great time at St. Jude. Awesome. I sure will. I look forward to it. Hold on the line when we come back. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.